of Crosses and Graces. My name is Peter Holm, and here today we are going to move on to the topic, knowing your adversary. So this will build on the Novus Ordo Seclorum like we talked about in the last episode. And before we get started, thank you again to Restoring the Faith. We appreciate being hosted here. Happy to be along for the ride to help educate Catholics, Christians, anyone else who's interested so that you can understand what needs to be done so we can glorify God bear our cross as Christ demanded of us, and get the grace we need so that we can get closer to him, die well in the end, and be in heaven. So, awesome, right? So, as I speak, uh, make sure, think through, you got questions, you got comments, you got critiques. If you want to say something because you're like, man, Pete's wrong, cool, tell me, put it in the comments below, I'll be happy to answer it, and we'll build from there. Um, This is going to be kind of building on the Novus Ordo Seclorum series, looking at where things are at in the world today. So uh, yeah, expect more of this, more of the same uh, to keep coming. Uh, If you have, again, more suggestions, give me suggestions and I'll build on this, okay? We're going to talk about communism. We're going to talk about Freemasonry. uh, May talk about Judaism in here. So we've got some stuff to build into it. So yeah, just let's see what, you know, see what happens. So right now we're going to go into the adversary, okay? What are we talking about who is the adversary that is in the Novus Ordo Seclorum? Are they all together? No, it's not that easy. <laughs> not that easy. This is a spiritual war, okay? The devil, Satan, was a liar and a murderer from the beginning, okay? His goal is to hide. His goal is to make sure that he works in the shadows and you can't tell clearly who he is, where he's sitting, and how he's going to hit you next, okay? That's the way this works. And us as Catholics, we got to be open, we got to be upfront. We got to be bold, confident with God the whole time. We cannot deny him. All right. So it's definitely an interesting fight here. And it's not necessarily the most, we'll say, fair, but it wasn't about being fair. Okay. The lamb is going to defeat the dragon. And here we go. Okay. So who is the dragon and what is he driving? What is Satan, the evil one, driving here? Okay. We need to know that since. The path that leads to destruction is wide. This is everyone who's going to go burn in hell. And all of their ilk, all of their minions, all the demons who are driving this Satan as the the biggest and baddest of them all, okay? They're fighting the minority, the remnant, us on earth, faithful Catholics, Christians, okay? Doing our job to glorify God. Now, granted, we have more angels on our side, but in terms of what's going on here on this planet, The majority of people are working against the church and Christ, are working against everything about grace and Christ's laws, and in the end are working to instill and build the Novus Ordo Seclorum. These individuals are using world governments, world powers, money, desires of the flesh, any avenue they can possibly manage to get any one of us to fall off the narrow path so that we will miss the narrow gate and fall into hell, okay? That's what they're doing. Don't be discouraged because it looks like at this moment, wow, they are making some pretty substantial gains. Worldwide, on all different fronts, no matter what group we're talking about, we're seeing a lot of weird stuff right now that is not Christian. It's not Catholic. It is not promoting the sanctity of life. It is not promoting goodwill towards men. And I'm talking about goodwill from the standpoint of 
do you want your fellow men to end up in heaven or hell? Because if you want to end up in heaven, then Christianity is the only way. Sorry. Okay? We deny Christ before men. He denies us before his Father. We have to go and adhere to truth. Otherwise, we're going to be bathed in lies. There is no lying in heaven. Okay? There's no vice in heaven. There's no imperfection in heaven, which means the only way we have a chance to get into heaven, go up top, all right, with Christ, all in, do all that he commanded, right? Okay? The Novus Ordo Seclorum wants to go and find every single possible way they can to chip away at, at the whole, the perfect, the truth, and weave lies and poison into our philosophy and our ideas, the way we live, to make sure that we cannot possibly abide by Christ's commandments. And then guess what? Satan will have hamstrung us and pulled us down. That's what they're trying to do here, okay? This fight, as we can all see over the past year, 2020, we've watched it intensify, okay? Our adversaries are actively working to deny the kingship of Christ so that there can be no rulers above them. And revolution becomes the law, okay? They're also working to deny the divinity of Christ, which means there is no afterlife. There's only this life. And so now you have revolutionaries who are putting emphasis on this life, power and money and every comfort they can fathom in this life. And then the only way they can be comfortable in that to avoid scrutiny from true Catholics, Christians like you and me, they got to shut us up and they got to find a way to justify what they do to keep us from being able to have an opinion. All right. This is what we're watching. All right. So whether we're talking about the Planned Parenthood problem, we're talking about the LMNOP problem. Thank you, Taylor Marshall, again. Whether we're talking about the free love kind of group here, the, you know, 60s revolution stuff, we're talking about free education, we're talking about open borders or living wages or worship anything you want under the sun. You can even worship the sun. That's what these people are, they're fine with that. Atheists, communists, it doesn't matter. All that stuff, okay? They're saying, as long as everybody's comfy, we're good which means they have to deny Christ's divinity, his commandments, his kingship, so that they can make that real, okay? They are more scared now than they've ever been. Why? Because even though they're on the verge of something that looks like it's a victory, something that looks like they're gaining power, it is fleeting, all right? All these people are going to die. They're only going to live 100 years. Whoever it is driving and pushing things forward to be in charge, well, they're going to try to make a legacy. The problem is they can't outlive God. And unfortunately, whether they like it or not, the time is growing late. The hour is late. In the grand scheme of all of the things that are to come, and everything that Christ prophesied, everything that Paul prophesied, and everything that the mystics have prophesied, talking about what is to come as the age comes to a close, Satan's running out of time and has got to move as hard and as fast as he can to get as many souls as he can before God closes the door and ensures that he doesn't get any more and that's it. Okay, Satan's going to lose, but then you and I have to make sure we keep our focus now on heaven above so that as the adversaries move and get more violent and more aggressive, uh, more intolerant and work to shut us up and do everything they can to make sure that we are not allowed to be Catholics, not allowed to be Christians in the open. We have to make sure we maintain our Christianity, our virtue, our commitment to everything Christian and everything of Christ, no matter what. Okay. And so that means resistance in whatever capacity we have as Christians can happen in our faith. We will have the mass in one capacity or another. We will have sacraments in one capacity or another. We have our prayers. You can do a rosary on your fingers. We have 10 fingers, right? A whole decade. 
not a coincidence. All right, use them if you don't have a rosary, but pray the rosary to the Blessed Mother. They can't take this away from us. Okay, God is infinite and God is infinitely powerful. The demons cannot injure him. Globalists cannot injure him. Elemental P crowd cannot injure him. Relativists, anyone else who's out there, nothing. He'll be fine. Our problem right now, our focus really needs to be what do we do so that we can maintain our focus against the adversary who means to destroy and chip away at everything that's good and make sure that we protect other people so they don't fall either. These globalists, relativists, hedonists are promoting idolatry of government, idolatry of money, idolatry of technology, idolatry of science, idolatry of bread and circuses. So that was the whole Roman thing. How do you keep the people happy? You give them bread and you give them circuses and they'll never focus on the reality of the things that are going on around them. Our job as Catholics, we can't be distracted by the idols, the shinies of the world. They're going to go and draw us away into the things that aren't of Christ. Okay, We need to have faith that God is with us. We need to focus and know that God is with us. Use all the strength that he's given us and grace to make sure to follow him. Make sure our prayers... Our prayer life is disciplined. Make sure that our families' lives, our prayer life there is disciplined. We keep them with us going the whole way. Because uh, if we were looking at this almost like a zebra herd, um, the lions prowling about on the outside are just trying to get the zebras that fall away and leave the pack, okay? Don't leave the protection of Christ in the center here, our shepherd, okay? Um, hence the lambs, okay? We're lambs, he's shepherd. Don't get out of his reach because you can't get protected there, okay? And you can't stop what the globalists are bringing. In the end, we know that from what Antichrist is, in terms of the way he would be, and this is from the writers that have talked about it, and I want to say Hippolytus and Robert Bellarmine about Antichrist at the very end. I don't think we're going to live to see Antichrist, my two cents, and I don't think we should really make a big deal as to trying to guess the time frames as to when all of that will go down, but it's sooner rather than later, and the whole point being is Antichrist is going to be so convincing with the power of Satan that is infused with him in terms of what God has permitted that if Antichrist were allowed to persist and not cut off at the three and a half years that he's going to be limited, he would be able to convert the last remnant of all the faithful and take everybody down with him. Thankfully, God being merciful will not let that occur. Okay. But the reason I bring that up is that same spirit of Antichrist. We've had many types of Antichrist and whether we're talking about Napoleon or we're talking about Hitler or we're talking about even Osama bin Laden, even Saddam Hussein, you have all these men, Vladimir uh, Lenin, uh, Joseph Stalin, you have and Mao Zedong, all right? So a ton of examples for you. They all carried with them that spirit of Antichrist, which was completely against the church and completely trying to tear down everything that we needed to get to heaven, okay? They're going to be convincing. They're going to be intimidating. They're going to find everything that we could possibly attach ourselves to in this world and tell us we're going to lose it if we don't go along with them. But we can't be idolaters like them. All right? That's why we have to stick with the grace of Christ, the good of Christ, discipline prayer life, masses, make sure that we cut ourselves off from the world. This is why with Lent coming up, take advantage of Lent and do your fasting, do penances, okay? Now, when they deny God's power, his kingship, that means his laws don't apply. When they deny his divinity, they're denying that if you violate those laws that they ignored, that there won't be anything that's going to happen to you at the end, so you can do whatever you want here. This is the problem with the Novus Ordo Seclorum and all of its allies. Those people are waging a war, betting that the afterlife is going to be either not there or they'll be fine, nothing to worry about. 
All right. We need to make sure that we don't forget as Catholics that for those who deny the kingship of Christ and his laws and his divinity in the afterlife, unfortunately, hell is what remains. Okay. If we deny an infinite gift to an, that was given by an infinite God, we shouldn't be surprised that an infinite punishment follows. Right. So in those lines, uh, make sure that we focus on God alone. Now, communism and its father, Freemasonry, are based on, as I said, idolatry, okay? Greed, relativism, modernism. Satan and his minions are the inspiration of communism and all of its associated ideologies, okay? Communism being the fruit of socialism, which was the fruit of Freemasonry, which was the fruit of rabbinic Judaism, okay? Now, in there, like it or not, Protestantism ultimately is fostered by Judaism. That's just the nature of the beast because of the fact that the uh, Pharisees denied Christ's kingship and they ultimately denied his laws, his church, and everything about him. And in the end, that set up the ability for a man like Martin Luther to break his vows, to force and to encourage others to break their vows, to ultimately encourage lords and the German kingdoms to ultimately go and grab power they didn't have and property they didn't have. And basically what Thomas Cranmer also promoted in England um, they exist because they had Pharisees, rabbinic Judaism in the background, telling them, you can do whatever you want with the scripture. You can do whatever you want with the institutions of Christ. They're yours. Play with them as you will, okay? What we're looking at here is a religion in Pharisaic, rabbinic Judaism that ultimately inspired all of the rest of the breaking of the church that comes after it. Okay, because they deny the kingship and the divinity of Christ, and I think we've talked about it before, that means ultimately they inspired heresies like Arianism, Nestorianism, all this stuff where they're denying the nature of Christ in and of himself, which means they can deny his church and everything else. And therefore, you end up having a man like Martin Luther break his vows, inspires priests to go off and start creating a brand new religion in Rosicrucianism, which ultimately becomes Freemasonry. The whole point being here is that this is all demonic. It's all confusion. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all nebulous. You can't see the beginning. You can't clearly see the end. You can't clearly see how they all work together. They can't even clearly see themselves all working against the church. And why is this? Demons, with how they behave, know the hour is also late. Father Ripperger tells us on a regular basis. Check him out on Census Fidelium. Uh, he has a new channel as well. I'll make sure to throw that link in the description of this video. Um, demons flail and make bold claims as they're basically getting ready to be beaten. Okay, they cannot stand up to the power of Christ in the grand scheme of things, and he will defeat all of them as they will be cast into hell and have no capacity any longer at the end to get anyone thrown into hell. However, in the meantime, we have a fight on our hands. Okay, our adversaries also cannot stand up against Mary. Okay, this is one of the reasons why Protestantism has a very weird view of Mary. They do not understand her role as the top creature and as the creature that Satan hates the most because she took the role he thought was his. Okay, as a result, with all the grace poured into her, that queen of heaven, mother of God, she has the capacity to cast out demons and do whatever we need done to make sure we can go to heaven and be with her, with her son forever. Okay. So her, along with all the saints, and whether we're talking St. Joseph, we're talking St. Michael, we're talking our guardian angels, all of these allies, heavenly allies, exist for us to fight our adversary, knock them down a peg, and make sure we can do what needs to be done so we can die well, okay? We can live well, and we can convert others. 
that's where we need to be. State of grace, practicing our faith, confident in God's grace, confident in God's strength, and doing what we need to do despite the fact that our adversary is going to lie and cheat and steal and do all sorts of terrible things, can, trying to convince us that things are going terribly for us and we're, we have no hope. Couldn't be farther from the truth. But at no point did Christ say this was going to be a cakewalk. Okay? Because of that, we have a lot of fighting we're going to have to do. This is how our cross gets taken up to our own Calvary with Christ to do what needs to be done for his glory to defeat the adversary. Okay? All of them, no matter what flavor they are, no matter what faction they belong to, no matter what their strength may be, we got them. All right? But you have to stay true to God all the time. Never forget Christ is king of this system, of our state, of our country, what have you. Christ is still in charge even in the church, despite the fact that there are prelates who don't want him to be there. It doesn't matter. He's going to win. His sacraments, there's power in those sacraments to defeat demons and earthly adversaries. There is power in those prayers. There is power in his divinity, his truth. Okay, Live with virtuous Christians. His truth shines light on their lies and shatters them. Okay, Be confident. We will know as it comes what we're supposed to do next to deal with their next, the adversarial fight that they're going to bring next. Okay, This is not easy, but everything is possible in Christ. Okay, We have grace. We have penance. We have prayer. Okay, All of those things our heavenly weapons come from the church. We must educate ourselves. We talked about that in episode seven. So if you want to go back and check that out, I can also cross link it if you want. I want to make sure the videos I've done on sacraments and truth are also helpful so we can wage that war against evil. Be prepared to love God enough to go to the cross for him. Okay. Be prepared to lose everything here. And whether that ultimately is your money, your job, your house, your friends, your family, your life, okay? If you're not willing to give all that, then you're not ready for God, okay? And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not here preaching at you saying, I got this and I'm totally confident. No, this is a struggle for every man, every human being. All of us are here working through what this means to be a faithful Catholic and not falter in the face of an enemy that is showing a lot of temporal strength, okay? But with God, we got this. We can take the cross up. We can have faith. And if we have faith, we can get charity. And charity is the most powerful of all, as Paul tells us, okay? And he writes to the Corinthians, okay? I can have faith to move mountains, but if I don't have charity, I have nothing, okay? Charity is our ability to give ourselves for someone else. And if we love God enough that out of charity we would sacrifice ourselves on a cross for his glory, we got this. And those bad guys can't do anything to us, no matter what. There's nothing. That's why they fear us, okay? They don't like the fact that we don't need their control and we don't need their goods they can give us because we can sit there and say, yeah, but none of that will buy me anything in heaven, right? All the money in the world is worth nothing. So I don't want to sell my soul out for 30 pieces of silver for any emperor and any earthly king, any Caesar could give me. I don't care. I need grace, okay? You need grace. So let's work on getting grace and doing what needs to be done for the glory of God. So be prepared to love God enough to do what needs to be done. And if you love God enough to do what needs to be done, to get on that cross and do what needs to be done, to sacrifice with virtue, with grace, then you can sacrifice for everybody around you. That means your family will benefit from that charity that you have. That means your friends and family uh, over and above anything else that could possibly be given from anywhere else in the world. You can give them grace as a medium, okay? God will give it through you. 
you have that opportunity, take it. Okay. Educate the people who don't know any better because they'll watch the virtue in you and the happiness in you, despite the whole world burning around us. We got this. All right. Paul wrote to the Hebrews saying, for whoever the Lord loves, he chastises and he scourges every son whom he receives. Persevere under discipline. God deals with you as with his sons. For what son is there whom a father does not correct? But if you be without chastisement, where all are made partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. So the question I have now is, are we going to be children of God? Accepting the chastisement God has in store for us. And if you are, and you're with me, and you're ready to do everything we've been talking about in terms of educate, and go to Mass, and pray, and partake in the sacraments, stay in the state of grace, bring other people into the fold, then we got this, all right? So if that's cool, thank you for listening to this very important episode. I appreciate all of your guys' time. Please throw comments below. Make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel. And again, thank you always for listening. May God bless us all and the Virgin protect us. And St. Joseph, pray for us. All right, take care. Thanks for listening.